Welcome to Life on Earth, The Peace Project, a podcast that teaches you how to connect with the divine and transform darkness into light through topics from yoga to nature and ultimately love. Join your host, Natalie Kwa, to celebrate and encourage diversity, peace and global equality, one earthling at a time. Welcome to Life on Earth podcast. I'm Brooke. I'm Natalie. And I am the creator of Soulful Grows and Soulful Yoga. And I am the creator of Shanti Yoga Training School and Light Code Coaching. Today we're going to talk about the chakras. Hi, Brooke. Hi, Natalie. <laughs> Welcome to Life on Earth podcast, everyone. We are here with our amazing chakra series. Please go back and listen to all of the episodes before. They're each amazing on their own. We recently recorded The Heart Space, and I really love that episode. I feel like I'm going to listen to it a few times because it really resonated with me. We are here with our lovely co-host, Brooke, and it's been really fun. And I'm very grateful to you, Brooke, to do this together for our community. Yeah, same. Very grateful for you as well oh. and our listeners who are <laughs> tuning in and listening to it. I know. Thank you guys so much for being with us and for being supporting our show and for supporting our chakra series. And hopefully this is also assisting you in some shape, way or form. That's why we do it. So would you like to, as usual, Brooke and I are getting this, some of this information, some basic information, I should say, from Eastern Body, Western Mind, Misano Dea Judith. Would you like to let us know what is the element and name purpose? Yeah. Okay. So the element is sound. The purpose is communication and creativity. The issues are, again, communication creativity, and then listening, resonance, and finding one's own voice. That's a really important one for this one. And then the color is bright blue. Location is the throat. And we are talking again about on the Vishuddha chakra. This is the throat chakra. The orientation of this chakra is self-expression. Some of the demons are lies when you're lying, not, not speaking your truth. Developmental stages, seven years old to 12 years old. Developmental tasks, creative expression, communication, skills, symbolic thinking, basic rights to speak and to be heard. So, Brooke, what are the balanced characteristics of this chakra? Resonant voice, good listener, you have a good sense of timing and rhythm. You have clear communication and you live creatively. And what are some of the traumas and abuses of this chakra, Brooke? Lies. So again, back to the lying or sending mixed messages. Verbal abuse or constant yelling. Excessive criticism, which blocks your creativity. Secrets or threats for telling. Authoritarian parents. Alcoholic, chemical dependent families where you don't talk or don't trust and don't feel. That would be symptoms of that. So the deficiency would be fear of speaking, having a small or weak voice or just talking like really softly, difficulty putting feelings into words, introversion or shyness, 
being tone deaf, and then again, having that poor rhythm. So I guess if you have a deficient throat chakra, would it block you from like being able to dance well? I've always had this question every time I've read it. That's a funny question. Like I know, and I think about it, I'm like, so like, would that be like a symptom of like having a deficient chakra? Like when you're trying to like dance to the music and you just can't, like it's off I mean, I think I think it's a very I think it's a very valid thing (laughs) what you're bringing up. No, seriously, I think it's a very valid thing because as a dancer, I always felt like dance. You know, when I was a kid and a teenager and in my early twenties, that I danced so much. Dance was my primary form of expression. Yeah, I, I really felt like that was how I communicated, and so. Yeah, it's really interesting, right? So if you have a deficiency of perhaps expressing yourself, would that kind of, you know, roll into an aspect of maybe you not being able to dance to that song? Yeah. <laughs> I like that. I, I think that's a very, obser- very well, good observation, Brooke. <laughs> I think also it's just like the little dancer in me, and then I also teach yoga to a competition dance team. And I just love watching. And so, like, I think I'm just kind of a little in that dance brain. Every time I read this, though, I'm like, I always think about the dance aspect. Because uh-huh, uh-huh. <laughs> it is expressing yourself. Yeah. And listen, you know, expressing yourself and communicating. I'm going to tell you all that are listening. And, Brooke, it's, we all have somewhat of a deficiency, I feel. I shouldn't say all, but many of us, most of us. I think that our society, our world is lacking in good communication. I mean, this is super challenging. It sounds easier than it is. I think many of us, if not all of us, have something to improve in the realm of communication. You know, I mean, if countries could communicate better, we wouldn't have wars. (laughs) Oh, my goodness. Yeah. I mean, you know, we human beings, we lack in communication. And so communication is an art. You know, the, the Vishuddha, the throat chakra, invites us to look at this as an art form, as a form of self-expression, as really conquering it, you know. Not in a, in a way, like a, a bad way, but in a way of, yes, this very subtle gift that you have of communication. And we're going to get into it later, but what ways do we communicate? And there's so many different ways that we can express ourselves and communicate. It's something that I have almost sort of dedicated my life to, finding ways to communicate, finding ways to utilize words. Self-expression communication is very important to me because I see how miscommunication can have a very negative effect on those around us. Yeah. Yeah. There's even uh, an amazing book. I'll, I'll have to find out who wrote it for you guys, but it's called Nonviolent Communication. Nonviolent Communication. And it's, uh, his name is, I believe the author is Rosenberg. And I'll find out or include it in the show notes. But it really talks about, it invites us to take a look at how we are communicating with people around us. People, again, friends, family, coworkers, people that you don't know in the grocery or wherever. And so nonviolence, so this man explores this whole realm of nonviolence communication. And it's a, it's a very interesting book, okay? So I'm going to invite you guys to take a look at that too. 
So some of the excesses, if your throat chakra is too active, too much, then this could translate, could perhaps, into too much talking. Talking is a defense mechanism, inability to listen to others. Gossiping is an imbalance of the throat chakra. Dominating voice, interruptions, always interrupting somebody. You know, imagine like somebody saying something, you always take it in that somebody tells you, gives you a feedback or something, and you're very defensive. You immediately jump on it. That's an imbalance. There's something to look at that, you know. Can you practice the art of listening? Listen, but really listen, not just like, uh uh-huh, and you're looking at something else. Right. Or even worse, uh uh-huh, and you're like texting and you're or messing with your phone while somebody is, you know, that is not active listening. We all do it. We all do it, but it's just not. Active listening is when you actually can look at somebody in the eyes and you actually can be present, which is yoga, right? Present in the moment and really, uh, really listen to what somebody's saying. Like, can you give them your full attention during that moment? You don't let your monkey mind jump somewhere else. You're present. And that's a gift. That's a gift that you're giving to others. And it's also a gift that you're doing. You have, if you can do that, that's a gift to yourself as well. Yeah. We live in a society that everybody's like multitasking and doing too much. Some of the physical malfunctions could be disorders of the throat, voice, neck, tightness in the jaw toxicity. Some of the healing practices could be to loosen your neck, loosen the shoulders, release voice, singing, chanting. So sing, you guys. Take a voice lesson, sing in the shower, sing in the car. That's so good for your throat chakra. That's such. I teach a workshop as well on the throat chakra, and that's something that we, we actually have people come and teach us how to sing, and we sing together to our favorite songs on that day. It's so important to take a voice lesson. I mean, you can, ta- you can go on YouTube and type voice lesson 101 or basics, and I'm telling you, there's people that will come up. Some of them are really good voice teachers, and they will teach you right there on YouTube, okay, for free from your house. So mm-hmm. I definitely recommend that. Yeah. Journal, yeah, storytelling. Begin to tell your stories. Tell your stories to people. See how they feel if they connect with you. It's a way to connect. Chanting, journal writing, automatic writing. Practice silence. So if your throat chakra is in excess and you feel like you're doing too much talking, maybe have a day that you're in silence. You know, meditate that day more. Non-goal-oriented creativity. Learn communication skills, complete communication, letter writing, inner child communication, voice dialogue. Yeah, these are really awesome. So what are some of the top things that brings up to mind with when you think of our Vishuddha, the throat chakra, Brooke? So, I mean, I can share my actual experience. Yeah. Uh, so whenever I was younger, I come from a family that is, so I have two brothers and my dad, and they're all like really loud. They just talk a lot. They're hilarious, but they talk a lot and they're very, you know, strong. Even my mother, she's strong-willed. She doesn't talk as much as they do though, but you know, strong-willed and they just have opinions, you know? So at the dinner table, they would all be talking and I could never, ever get a word in. So a lot of times I would just sit at the dinner table quietly and just kind of listen to what they had to say. And if I would try to say something, it would 
get looked over. They wouldn't really listen to what I had to say. So I got to the point to where it was just like, okay, well, I mean, I would, my feelings would be hurt. Like my heart would hurt, like literally as I'm sitting at the table, because I would feel like no one wanted to hear anything I said. So why even try to say anything? I got to that point where I just didn't want to talk anymore. I'm going to let them talk. I still loved them. I, I liked hearing what they had to say. Just sometimes I wanted to put some input and I never could get heard. So that kind of, I think, put me into, and it's right here at that same developmental stage too, seven to 12 years old. It's in, it was in that time frame as well. So it was while my chakra was like trying to form basically is when this was happening. And I got really shy and I didn't want to talk at all, really. Like I was I talked, obviously, I mean, I, I talk, but <laughs> I didn't talk very often. I kept to myself. I was pretty shy. Unless I was like with my friends, then I wasn't so shy. But to like new people and stuff like that, I would get really shy. And then it came like just by chance one day, I was at the mall eating with my mom and somebody came by, they were with a, like John Robert Powers and they were asking my mom if she would put me into modeling and stuff like that. And I think I was probably at this point like 11 and um, maybe 10 because it took a little time to actually get myself into the drama or power stuff. Like just my mom's kind of, I don't know, she wasn't really sure about it. She kind of felt like they wanted our money and all that. And so finally I um, got her to send me there and I was going for modeling. I did not want to do the acting because I was shy, you know, but I I was interested in the modeling part. Well, I get there and the acting part I enjoyed, but it was really hard for me to like break out of my shell because they were requiring you to take the acting whenever you did the modeling. So you had to do both. So I hated it. I remember crying, being like, I don't want to go back. Please don't send me back. And I had an amazing teacher. He was just kind of like, no, we're breaking you through this show kind of thing. But I don't know. I just, I, I didn't, I just didn't want to do anything that they were telling me to do because it was fear, really, that was getting in the way at that point. Then eventually, just one day, I kind of broke through my shell with the acting. And I didn't even want to do the modeling anymore. I only wanted to do acting. Cause, and then at that point, I had felt like I was being heard. Because when it was my time to go up and perform my monologue or a little pretend commercial or whatever, everyone was listening to me. I had everyone's attention, which I wasn't really used to being like heard like that. And after I did that, I I went on to like going to like, it's called iPop they have, but I went to LA and like, it was just the, they led to like the best experience in my entire life. And it broke me out of the shell to where I was no longer shy around new people and I had a whole new way of expressing myself and it was through the acting but because I could vocalize like I was expressing myself you know my I was exercising my throat chakra so I will a hundred percent say that one amazing healing practice for your throat chakra Mm -hmm. could be taking an acting class absolutely oh my god the barrier that it took a minute for me to break through that barrier of really like letting myself be free and you know realizing all of it but as soon as I realized you know okay they they're listening to me and now they're laughing at what I'm saying because I'm trying to be funny you know and or pulling out whatever emotion I want them to to feel and they're feeling it it's like wow okay this is awesome and I was addicted I was going multiple times a week and then I went to LA to where we were training like four four times a week probably for hours on end so it was just like one of the best times of my life and it made me who I am now because 
because of that acting. Yeah. Yeah. And it's funny because (laughs) I have some acting stories too. I took theater when I was in my teenage, like early teenagers. And that totally got, I had the same experience when I saw people laughing at me and looking at me. I felt heard. I felt like I could express myself. And when I lived in Los Angeles, I took acting classes when I was in college. I was taking theater. I love acting, even yeah. if you're never, if you don't plan on, you know, auditioning for movies or TV shows or theaters, you can still, like Brooke said, take acting as a healing practice. You will learn so much about yourself when you're in that class. You'll learn so much about people, about characters, about self-expression just by being on that stage and working with techniques that can really get us out of our comfort zone yeah yeah you definitely have to get out of your comfort zone you have to get out of your comfort zone and yeah thank you for sharing that's a beautiful story and it makes total sense when I hear you talk about it you know I'm thinking and listen seeing you going through that very cool Some of the other ways we express ourselves, you guys, is, you know, you express yourself through your thoughts. You communicate with your thoughts. Thoughts are words, are things. When you're thinking something about someone, they most likely will know you are thinking that. Or they'll have a little bit of a sense of what you're thinking, which is why sometimes we're around certain people and we're like, "Mm," you know, they might have not said one word to you but you just cannot trust that person. Have you ever felt that, Brooke? (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Most likely they've had at least one or two thoughts, probably more than that, that are not so great about you. And you are very smart because you're everybody. We're all very smart individuals. Human beings are, we can, especially once we're doing this kind of work and we're meditating and we're eating clean and we're in tune and connected, we start really opening our energy fields and we're playing with the fields and our antennas are nice and wide. You're, you understand that your body is beyond what you can see and that you have these bubbles of energy. So you are literally picking up those thoughts that other people have had about. And let's also remember that in the energy field, frequencies, past, present, future is an illusion. It's all connected as one. So if somebody at some point was gossiping about you, let's say two months ago, and you go to a party today and that person is there, and somehow you're not going to trust that person because you are picking up on the energy of the fact that they were gossiping about you two months ago. Mm-hmm. So really interesting. And then there even goes more in depth if somebody hasn't yet gossiped about you, but they will. And you can also pick up that vibe. You know, if they're not being authentic, if they're not being true to you because they are not communicating their truth. And so you will pick up that energy the same way that if we are not communicating our truth, but we are having negative thoughts towards other beings, when we enter a room or a party or a dinner or at lunch, they will be picking that energy up from us. And if they are not doing this kind of work, they might not even know at all that they're, they're just going to be feeling a really awkward feeling around you. And what that is, is that they're picking up that you're not in alignment with them for some reason. So, you know, this chakra, I mean, the throat chakra is on communication, clear communication. This is what I mean, but it takes, it could take a lifetime 
to master this one. But I feel like as we are here on this earth plane, it is our duty and it is really important to find ways to communicate very clear. You also communicate with your the way you dress. You communicate with your body language, the way you stand. Stand up tall, shoulders down the back. You know, practice that. In yoga, we have a posture for that. It's called mountain pose, tadasana. Practice that, you know, on and off the mat. If you don't do yoga, just stand up tall. When you're driving, shoulders down the back. Lift your chest high. Drop the chin down ever so slightly. You know, sit up tall. Stand up tall. When you're speaking to people, look at them in the eyes. Unless it's a cultural issue, then obviously be respectful to that as well. I have been in countries that that is a cultural issue. But in the United States, for example, in many other countries, that is okay. And then you can have that clear. And also, if you're looking at somebody in the eyes and you have a really honorable intention, you know, and a clear intention of really pure sacred communication, the other person will not be offended by it. You know, it's something that you can feel. And so look at people in the eyes, talk to them, be present. Stop multitasking when you're with someone that is actually trying to have a conversation with you. Like if I'm, I'm just going to say like, if I'm putting my energy to try to have a conversation with you, that's like my precious moment, precious energy. The least that you could do for me is be present in the moment while I'm talking to you and vice versa, by the way. Right. And I'm just I'm talking like when we're really, you know, in conversation, like if somebody's sharing something with you from their heart space. Right. Then you want to you want to at least give them the gift of your presence. So the way you dress, the way you walk, the way you speak to others, the way you communicate, self-expression in terms of artistic ways painting, cooking, you know, going out and kayaking, whatever it is that you want to do. These are for music, right? The music that you produce or you listen. Those of you who are musicians, what you compose. So I'm saying this because a great, like, just like Brooke, you said acting and I said also singing, a great way to develop the throat, the Vishuddha chakra is going, taking like a painting class or any form of art, really. You might want to go do a sculpture class or you might want to really get into cooking and look at food as an art form and, you know, Be creative with your ingredients. Be creative with your presentation. A lot of people order boxes nowadays and, you know, they arrive and and that's awesome because there's so many great recipes you can learn out of, if you guys don't know what I'm talking about, at my house we order sun basket, you know, but there's many in the market and so it's cool, but then when you cook, you learn, and then you, how are you going to present? How are you setting your table? Maybe you light a candle. Maybe you have some flowers. Those are forms and ways of self-expression, and that's what the Vishuddha asks us. It asks us to explore that so that we can become a better version of ourselves. We can understand ourselves better, and by understanding ourselves better, others can understand us better because maybe our we're going to communicate in our expression of who we are on this planet will become more clear to those around us. And I really love that about the Vishuddha. You know, it's a very like fascinating chakra, vortex of energy with all of this communication stuff. Communicating clear, it's not easy. 
You know, also it brings me to the principle of ahimsa in satya, which is nonviolence and truth. You know, sometimes, and the re- re- I do want to mention this because sometimes people can take this too far and think that communication with other means to be brutal and to come from a place of like not nonviolence, like the opposite, you know, kind of harmful. Mm-hmm. And that is not also true. You can communicate your truth and live your truth, by the way, with grace and in ahimsa, nonviolence. So not hurting others. There are ways to speak to people. You know, there are ways and ways. And it's not up to me or Brooke to tell you how to speak to people. It is up to you to find those ways. You know when you're communicating with someone in a way that's harmful, right? And you know when you're communicating with someone in a way that you express your truth, but in a non-harmful way. I mean, how do you know that? How do you know? Because of how you feel after. (laughs) It's like, you know, if you talk to somebody in a bad way, you're probably going to feel like not too great after. Yeah. Yeah. So how do you know that that wasn't the right way? Because you're probably not going to feel good about it. And it might even hunt you for that day, night, and then the next day or days or I mean, God forbid, years. So we have to be mindful in how we speak to each other. It doesn't mean not communicate either, because that's that would be like going too far. Oh, then I'm just not going to say it. No, we need you to say it. We yeah, need you kind of have to. <laughs> yeah, we need you to say it. We need you to be you. If you have a problem with me, tell me in a loving way. Please do me a favor and do you do us all a favor. And, you know, come to me with constructive criticism. Let's talk about it. Let's see. Let's evaluate the situation. I will tell you how I feel, my point, my side, my point of view. You tell me how you feel. And, you know, the truth is probably going to be somewhere in the middle, right? I mean, it's probably not going to be all me or all you. It's going to be probably, I think there's a roomy quote that I really love, and it goes something like this. Out there, there is a field. Out there, and the, I'll have to find this code. In the wrongdoing, there is a field, and I'll meet you there. Do you know which one I'm talking about? Mm-mm. <laughs> I'll pull it up. Yes, yeah. So yeah, nobody is completely right. I mean, sometimes you are, but <laughs> nobody is completely it. wrong. I mean, yeah. I mean, if there's abuse or anything like that, then of course that's not that's unacceptable. But you know, other places and parts it's like just we can just uh, try to communicate and come to a place of more equanimity and understanding of one another anyway so it is an art form and I invite you we invite you to explore the communication explore the throat explore the vishuddha it's a beautiful one some of the great affirmations for this one do you have some yes I do (laughs) I speak my truth freely and openly, and being honest will free me from my current situation. I alone am accountable for expressing myself clearly. My honesty attracts what I deserve. I like that one. Beautiful. I love that one. I hear and speak the truth. I express myself with clear intent. Creativity flows in and through me. My voice is necessary. Oh, I like that one too. I love that one. 
my voice is necessary. Let's stop thinking that what you have to say or what you think or your thoughts are not necessary. You are not doing anyone a service. In fact, you are doing the world a disservice if you don't express what you want, how you feel, and where you are at in your life. You know, it's a, if you're not going to be you and you're going to express you, then it's going to be very challenging because then you risk you never existing. And nobody wants that. Nobody wants that. The expression of who you are is there's only one person in the entire billions and billions of people on the planet who can manifest the expression of who you are which is unique to you, is you. So if you're here, you have a purpose, and the world needs you, and we want you to be you. So that's the Vishuddha Chakra. Thank you, Brooke. Thanks, everyone. Life on Earth podcast. We love you guys. Thank you so much for your, you know, unconditional love and for following us and for listening for your time. We feel very grateful for your time. And for allowing us, Brooke and I, to share this body of work that has truly enhanced our lives and that we love with you in the hope that it can also do that for you. Thank you, guys. Thank you, Brooke. (laughs) Thank you, Natalie. Thank you, everyone. Thank you. Thank you. Thanks for listening to Life on Earth. You can help us by taking a few minutes to leave a rating and review on iTunes. For more inspiring content, be sure to subscribe so you never miss an episode. Search Life on Earth in iTunes or visit lifeonearth.podbean.com.